Hey there, and welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one human page of Talmud each day. And today's pages, Gitin 26 and 27, are so incredibly, almost painfully modern that I had to double check just to make sure I was actually still reading the Talmud and not, say, a blog post written last Wednesday. But before I tell you why, I'd like to tell you a story. A while back, I was hired for a gig. It doesn't matter what or where. And I felt fortunate and grateful for this opportunity. I had a lot of fun doing it. And when the time came to get paid, I was warned by the person who hired me that there will be some bureaucracy involved. I said, fine, that's a normal part of life, and I'm a grown-up, and there's no need to be churlish about having to fill out a few forms. Besides, I thought, how bad could it be? If I told you just how bad it was, we would be here a while. There were federal forms to fill, and then personal information, and then financial forms, and then statements about race and gender and sexual orientation, and then compliance forms, and then databases, and so many steps that at some point, I was seriously considering if all of this was even worth my trouble. I'm not faulting the organization that hired me. They were simply trying to do things by the book. The problem is that by the book these days increasingly means a bureaucracy so fierce and impenetrable that it allows no room for anything resembling human discretion. If you've paid taxes recently, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Each year on tax day, Donald Rumsfeld, our former Secretary of Defense, would send the IRS a letter. I have sent in our federal income tax and our gift tax returns, it would say, every year. As in prior years, it is important for you to know that I have absolutely no idea whether our tax returns and our tax payments are accurate. Rumsfeld continued, The tax code is so complex and the forms are so complicated that I know I cannot have any confidence that I know what is being requested and therefore I cannot and do not know and I suspect a great many Americans cannot know whether or not their tax returns are accurate. Here's how Rumsfeld would conclude his letter. I do hope he would write that at some point in my lifetime, and I am now in my 80s, so there are not many years left, the U.S. government will simplify the U.S. tax code so that those citizens who sincerely want to pay what they should are able to do it right and know that they have done it right. Judging by our elite institutions, however, there's not much chance of that happening anytime soon. Everywhere you look, bureaucracy is on the rise. Just consider Harvard University which has an undergraduate population of 7,153 students and which employs 7,024 full-time administrators, almost one for one. The ratio makes it clear. The bureaucrats aren't there to serve the students. It's the other way around. And that, the Talmud teaches us today, is a very bad idea. Have a listen. With regard, the Talmud writes, to a scribe who writes the standard part of bills of divorce in advance so that when one requests a bill of divorce, he will need to add only the details unique to this case. He must leave empty the place in the bill of divorce for the name of the man and the place for the name of the woman and the place for the date. If a scribe writes the standard part of loan documents, he must leave empty the place of the name of the lender, the place of the name of the borrower, the place of the amount of the money being loaned, and the place of the date. If the scribe writes the standard part of documents of sale of land, he must leave it empty the place for the name of the purchaser and the place for the name of the seller and the place for the amount of the money for which the land is being purchased and the place of the description of the field that is being purchased and the place of the date when the sale occurs. 
This is necessary due to the ordinance, as the Gemara will explain. Rabbi Yehuda invalidates all of these documents if their standard parts were written in advance. Rabbi Elazar deems all of them valid except for bills of divorce, as it is stated in the Torah, and he writes for her, indicating that he must write the bill of divorce for her sake, for the woman's sake. Therefore, one may not write even the standard part of the bill of divorce in advance, as that would not qualify as writing the bill of divorce for her sake. Rabbi Elazar, in other words, tells us that when it comes to truly intimate matters, like a bill of divorce, we should suffer no bureaucracy whatsoever, no pre-made forms just ready to be signed, no systemic, formulaic, procedural nonsense. If you need a divorce, the scribe will make you a bill from scratch, just for you, more of a work of art, or at least an artifact, than a bureaucratic burden. And Rabbi Huda takes it even further. That, he argues, should be the case with every human interaction. Because if it isn't, if we let clerks run wild and set up systems and then insist that we all follow their rules, the deeply human truths at the heart of our interactions will simply fade away. When we marry or divorce, when we buy or sell a piece of property, when we lend some money or take out a loan, we're not just conducting transactions, the Talmud teaches us. We're doing something else. We're engaging in an exchange with another human being, and the purpose of bureaucracy is to drain this engagement of all soulfulness or meaning. Bureaucracy has its uses. It's hard to do anything on a large scale unless you have systems in place and people who know how to run them. But let them run too big, the Talmud warns us, and these systems will run you over. It doesn't mean that next time someone asks you to fill in a W-9 form, you should insist that they write it from scratch, especially for you. That's just not going to happen. But it does mean that to the extent possible, you should stay away from people and places and institutions that buy their forms by the pound. And whenever someone asks you to fill too many forms, well, just tell them that the Talmud disapproves. This has been Take One. If you enjoy the show, and I hope that you do, then you're going to enjoy our brand new Take One newsletter even more. Each week, you'll get an extra shot of Talmudic wisdom straight to your inbox. And for those who sign up before Tractate Gittin ends, we'll be raffling off some Take One swag. So make sure to subscribe at tabletm.ag slash Take One newsletter. As always, please go rate and review Take One on Apple Podcasts or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. And you could get your Take One t-shirts, mugs, and other amazing form of swag at tabletstudios.com. Each week, we will be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Daf Yomi. Take One is a Tablet Studios production. The show is hosted by me, Leah Leibowitz, and is produced and edited by Daron Ruske, Quinn Waller, and Ellie Blyer. Our team also includes Stephanie Butnick, Josh Cross, Robert Scaramuccia, Courtney Hazlett, and Tanya Singer. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash takeone or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. You could find us on Twitter at takeone.dafyomi or join our Facebook group by searching for Take One Podcast. I hope we have made your day a little more Talmudic.